0: Hello, I'm delighted you can join me on Search for Truth, your Bible teaching programme with Brian Johnston. This is the last but one study talk in this series on the character of the Lord Jesus Christ. Today, Brian looks at Christ's kindness and compassion. The main Bible readings today are from Matthew's Gospel, if you want to follow. So now, let's go to Brian to study the kindness and compassion of
1: Christ. Thanks, John. This world has seen some great men and women. Some have performed heroic deeds. Others have conceived of brilliant inventions and discoveries. Some have inspired the masses by their statesmanship or magnificent writing or strength of moral character. But one figure in history stands unique, incomparable in purity, charity and dignity. No other religious or moral figure comes even remotely close to Jesus Christ. Lecky, the historian of European morals, wrote, Christ has exerted so deep an influence that it may be truly said that the simple record of three short years of active life has done more to regenerate and soften mankind than all the philosophers and moralists. From very different standpoints across the centuries and cultures, Commentators agree on this, that the life of Christ stands supreme and impeccable. Even atheist Bertrand Russell admitted that it was debatable whether the method adopted by Mahatma Gandhi when calling for Indian independence from British rule would have succeeded, except for the fact that it appealed to the conscience of a nation that had been influenced by the gospel. Today, In the city of Ahmedabad, in central India, Bertrand Russell's quotation greets each visitor. How remarkable is that? In a predominantly Hindu nation, a quote by an atheist testifies to the impact of Jesus Christ upon both East and West in the world today. Such has been the impact of a life so well lived that it's felt around the world, in all of its cultures, 2,000 years on. I want us in this study to look at Christ's hands, to think about the kindest actions the world's ever seen. Children in our Sunday school sometimes sing, Jesus' hands were kind hands, doing good to all, healing pain and suffering, blessing children small, washing tired feet and helping those who fall. Jesus' hands were kind hands, doing good to all. Joseph Damien was a Christian missionary to lepers. One day he happened to spill boiling water on his feet. It took him some seconds to realise he should have been feeling pain, but wasn't. When he next addressed the leper colony, to which he was attached as a missionary, he looked out on their hands and feet minus the digitals and didn't begin with his usual greeting of fellow believers, but instead he addressed them as fellow lepers. Then he broke down and wept, in the full realisation that his body was crawling with that hideous disease which was now also destroying him as well as his congregation. His compassion had cost him his own health and well-being. Matthew in his Gospel applies Isaiah's words to Jesus when he says, he himself took our infirmities and carried away our diseases. This came directly after we read Jesus came into Peter's home and saw his mother-in-law lying sick in bed with a fever and touched her hand and the fever left her. That's Matthew 8. Later the same day, we're told that Jesus healed all who were ill. Did you know that in Jesus' time, a rabbi, that's a Jewish teacher, wouldn't come within a hundred feet of a leper on a windy day? but kept that margin of 30 metres or so. To this day, there are cubby holes in synagogues so that people can throw money at them while avoiding contact. But Jesus touched them. Again in Matthew chapter 8, we read, "'When Jesus came down from the mountain, large crowds followed him. And a leper came to him and bowed down before him and said, "'Lord, if you are willing, you can make me clean.' Jesus stretched out his hand and touched him, saying, I am willing, be cleansed, and immediately his leprosy was cleansed. His words had captivated the crowds, for he'd just preached the greatest sermon ever. But coming down the mountain, he reached down to the leper and touched him, an untouchable leper. Jesus touched him with his infinite compassion. As humans, we are often more impressed by actions than words. Actions speak louder, we say. Mother Teresa is a figure many people relate to when they think of amazing kindness. It was, of course, the life of Christ that inspired her. At one graduation ceremony at Harvard University, Mother Teresa was the guest of honour, the keynote speaker. But actions would speak louder than words that day. She stood up as best she could in her small, bent frame, in front of row upon row of brilliant Harvard graduates. She probably seemed out of place before all that fresh-faced youth, her own face crazed with wrinkles. If they were smiling patronisingly before she began to speak, they sure must have been smirking after she started, for she chose to speak on the subject of virginity. How many of these grads were still virgins, I don't know, but most likely it was an uncomfortable subject. After squirming with embarrassment, they were soon wishing the speech would end, I'm sure of that. What kind of polite, muted response would they give her? University protocol would surely guarantee a respectful applause for such an iconic guest speaker. But events took an unexpected turn. A group of Indian children in the Boston area had begged their parents to take them to see Mother Teresa. She and the ministry she'd started had been responsible for saving them from a doubtful future in India. Nearing the close of her speech, those kids couldn't wait any longer. They burst through the doors and rushed up to where she was at the front. Recognition lit up her face as she swept them into her arms. A joyful reunion followed with those little charges whom she'd rescued from the gutter. Suddenly, the whole auditorium burst out into spontaneous, thunderous applause. The Harvard grads had forgotten their smirking reaction to her words because they'd seen her hands. They were responding to the kindness of her actions. We said earlier that we were going to look at the hands of Jesus in this talk. Have you seen the hands of Jesus? Read the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke and John, and you'll see why the chorus says, Jesus' hands were kind hands, doing good to all. Jesus Christ reached out to the destitute 2,000 years ago, and he still reaches out to us all. Within the scope of just two chapters today, Matthew 8 and 9, we're seeing Jesus' hands. He stretched out and touched the leper. And before that, he touched the fevered hand of Simon Peter's mother-in-law while raising her up to full health again. But now, I want to finish by letting you see more of Jesus' hands from Matthew chapter 9. While he was saying these things to them, a synagogue official came and bowed down before him and said, "'My daughter has just died, "'but come and lay your hand on her and she will live.' Jesus got up and began to follow him, and so did his disciples. When Jesus came into the official's house, he saw the flute players and the crowd in noisy disorder. When the crowd had been sent out, he entered and took her by the hand, and the girl got up. As Jesus went on from there, two blind men followed him, crying out, "'Have mercy on us, son of David!' When he entered the house, the blind men came up to him and Jesus said to them, Do you believe that I am able to do this? They said to him, Yes, Lord. Then he touched their eyes, saying, It shall be done to you according to your faith. And their eyes were opened. That's Matthew 9. The thing that's repeated again and again in all our readings is the fact that Jesus touched people. Have you felt the touch of Jesus in your life? His hands are the kindest ever. No one ever cared for you like Jesus. We'll be forever exploring his kindness, as the Apostle Paul tells us, so that in the ages to come he might show the surpassing riches of his grace in kindness towards us in Christ Jesus. Ephesians 2 verse 7.
0: Thank you for your talk today, Brian, and to the children who participated in the hymn. As I've said in the past, uh, the study of the character of Christ is so vast that we can only partly cover it in this series. But if you want to progress from these talks for your own personal interest, then I'd recommend you send for the free book, which goes with this series of ten studies of Christ's character. A copy can be yours simply by writing in. And if you'd uh, like a copy, then just ask for The Character of Christ. You can do this by email or by post. And here's our address. Search for Truth. Hayes Press. The Barn. Flaxlands. Royal Wootton Bassett. Swindon. SN4. 8. DY. UK. Search for Truth. PO Box 748. Ringwood. Victoria 3134, Australia. Search for Truth, P.O. Box 70115, Chilomani, Blantyre, Malawi. Our email address is sft at churchesofgod.info. You might be interested to know as well that many titles of Search for Truth transcript booklets have been turned into eBooks. And are available at amazon.co.uk forward slash Kindle hyphen ebooks. I'll say that again amazon.co.uk forward slash Kindle hyphen ebooks. And once you're in the Kindle store, type Search for Truth, Brian Johnston, into the field, and then you'll find them. So many thanks once again. For the privilege of your company today and i do hope you can join me again next week if you're able to when it'll be the final program in this series and brian will be taking a look at the faithfulness of christ but until then it's goodbye for now very best wishes from our bible teacher brian our producer david our singers and me john so see you again soon and in the meantime may god richly bless you